Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to the Luminous Star. And I certainly hope you guys are doing very well. Today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about how the narcissist, sometimes they will threaten that if you don't, somebody else will. So guess what? Your response may be, well, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you might be all right with that. Now, narcissists are notorious for making threats. And sometimes they, you know, they don't make idle threats. Sometimes they make good on those threats. But as I often say on the Luminous Star channel, practice safety. You don't want to be in a situation where you're being confrontational and, you know, you don't know if the narcissist is going to respond, you know, or how they may respond. So practice safety. Okay. So if you don't, someone else will. Okay. So have you ever challenged yourself? to become okay with not being the primary source supplier. Okay, just think about that for a minute. You may have some peace of mind. You may end up having some sort of, uh, you know, balance, feeling balanced and feeling some harmony in your life for a change. Because when the narcissist is around, let's just face it, they love drama, don't they? So very often they bring the drama. Sometimes they bring the karma. They seem to be sometimes unlucky and before you know it, you're experiencing the same thing. So next time the narcissist uh, threatens that if you don't, somebody else will, you know, just think about that and say, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know, you might be all right with it. But uh, I challenge you to challenge yourself and asking yourself that question. What would it be like for a change not to be the primary source supplier? to your narcissist okay or for your narcissist okay so this can become an excellent opportunity to become hoover resistant okay what did, what do i mean by that well when they venture off and they seek new supply that is an opportune time or that is a very good time to seek that opportunity to become hoover resistant meaning should they try to <laughs> come back to you they can't Okay, so that to some of you that may seem a little harsh, but when you think about all of you've gone through, it's not that harsh because the narcissist doesn't stop to think about what you have gone through, how you have experienced their energy, how have you experienced the relationship with him or her. They don't stop to ponder that, they don't stop to think about that. So, you may want to start asking yourself these questions in order to maintain your sanity as well as your overall well being. So, you know, more than likely. Uh, it will be challenging at first to see the benefit of your narcissist venturing out and choosing other sources of supply. Okay, that, that takes a little time. It's a process. It's natural to feel some sort of a, well, to feel afraid that you may end up alone. Now, okay, that's natural, especially if this is a, if this is a romantic situation. All right, but when they venture out and they seek sources of supply or other sources of supply this does not necessarily mean this is a romantic situation this can be a family situation this can be a business partner this can be a friend or someone that you thought was your best friend but you know they're acting funky like this right <laughs> their attitude is a little funky and you know we don't like to be around that the energy body tends to not like that very much but anyway you know it, it, it's ne it very natural to feel afraid that you may end up alone but anyway, you're displaying your personal growth by accepting the reality that this situation is not in your favor. Okay, because really when you think about it, it's not in your favor. 
When the narcissist is pulling shenanigans, that's not in your favor. When you start to feel the weight of the relationship, that's not in your favor. Okay, so next time they start threatening, okay, if you don't, somebody else will, that might be all right with you. Yeah, maybe it should be somebody else. Not that you wish anything bad on anyone else, but think about it. What's that saying? Better them than you? Sometimes that may be true. Okay, you know, sometimes that's the way it has to go down. But anyway, uh, it's difficult to see how your narcissist's foolish behavior could turn out in your best interest. It could turn out in your favor, right? So think about that for a second. Uh, the next time the narcissist starts to threaten, uh, yeah, like I said, you just might want to just step back a little bit and look at the big picture. Because when you think about it, the narcissist often pulling shenanigans is only going to turn out for him or her. Okay, they're seeking people out. Okay, narcissists are often looking and they're scouting for people to get the narcissist supply, to get the source supply. It's not very often that they're going to just have one person that's going to be the primary source supplier, that's going to be the source supplier. Okay, that's just something to think about. Okay, that's just something to think about. All right. So uh, sure, it's natural to feel that fear or to feel afraid that you may end up without anyone or much of anything or a lot of options. Okay, but remember, come on, you always have options. You always have choices. All right. The narcissist, why should the narcissist have all the fun? Now, I'm not suggesting that you play fire with fire. What I'm getting at here is that when the narcissist starts to threaten that somebody else will, if you don't, that may be the best thing for you, not for them, not for anyone else, but the best thing for you may be that they are being preoccupied with getting source supply from someone else because your health, your mentality, your sanity may be compromised. Okay. You want to maintain it. You want to be, you want to make sure that you are okay. Cause otherwise you may not be. The narcissist is taking little pieces of you. Okay. Just think about that. Every time they set you up for failure, every time they set up uh, shenanigans or pull shenanigans and set people as well as you up for failure and they're taking things, they're taking, they're checking this, they're taking that. They're making excuses for why they have to treat you the way they, that they do, but they really don't have to treat you that way. They're choosing to. I know, ouch. But very often when narcissists start making excuses as to why, because you may ask them the question, why are you treating me this way? Narcissists often use that time to make excuses as to why they're treating you that way. They don't care about what they're doing as long as they get the source supply. They don't care about the aftermath as long as they're not the one left holding the bag. So next time that they threaten you with, if you don't, somebody else will, maybe that's going to be the best thing ever for you. It turns out in your favor. It's hard at first, especially if they do discard of you. If they do discard, right? I want you to change those wording. Okay, change that wording. Instead of looking at it like or saying, well, they left me or they discarded of me, start looking at how they actually abandoned the relationship they didn't abandon you they didn't leave you you see it's easy to look at it that way it's easy to say that a lot of us are taught to look at it like that way but when you really really look at it and look at the big picture they abandoned the relationship they chose to venture out and get new sources of supply 
Okay. And of course that doesn't feel very good because you invested in the relationship. Okay. So uh, if you decide to learn from the experience, okay, by accepting perhaps an emotionally poor investment, then thriving forward is possible. This is something I learned myself. Okay. I learned this a long time ago. We cannot control at the end of the day. We really can't control how somebody thinks the way they feel the way they are. We really can't. What we can do is be self-controlled. Okay. Instead of being controlled by the narcissist. So narcissists often think that what's sweeter than revenge is to control somebody. But when you choose to be self-controlled, right? Then that is your revenge against a narcissist. That is the sweetest revenge that you may have is displaying to a narcissist that he or she can't control you, but you are self-controlled, right? Just think about that for a minute. So, you know, narcissists, sometimes they think that just because they, they, they try to control someone, they have all the power, not necessarily. So, uh, you know, this can be your success. This can be part of your success story is that you actually got past a narcissist or you grew past him or her. They tend to not forgive that. Narcissists often stay under arrested development. So as far as like growing, they tend not to do that because they don't learn from their mistakes. They don't learn from perhaps their character flaws. They don't learn from the, um, the poor choices that they have perhaps made. But you and I tend to learn from that. Okay. And at the risk of sounding like I'm speaking for you, I'm not. But if you're watching this and you're listening, then more than likely you're a person who has overcome the narcissist relationship. Perhaps you have experienced narcissistic abuse. Okay. So when you, that again, that can be a part of your success story that you have grown past a narcissist. You outgrew the narcissist relationship. See, you're no longer hooked on the relationship. But what's ironic is that the narcissist often is hooked on the relationship. They're overly dependent on others for what? The source supply. But who says that you have to be the primary source supplier? Where's that written? You don't have to, right? So let's face it. Narcissists, most of them anyway, they tend to have new sources of supply long before they discard. Okay. Cause a lot of us, we know about the narcissistic abuse cycle. First, they idealize, then they devalue, and then they move on to the discard. Okay. But before that, before that last stage, a lot of us know that narcissists tend to have source suppliers already in place or in play. Okay, let's just face that. And we can't control that. But what we can control is how we choose to respond to that. Sure, it's very easy to become reactionary. How dare they do this or that? You know, we may ask like, okay, they pulled this shenanigan, they pulled that shenanigan, and it hurts. You're pissed off. But the bottom line is this. You made the choice, perhaps, to look at the big picture, and you chose to learn from that experience rather than walk around telling yourself that you're a victim and that all of that happened to you. That's why I say, I, I challenge you to start looking at this thing a little bit differently. See, they didn't leave you. They abandoned the relationship. 
very different when you look at it. It even feels different, doesn't it? So you don't feel like a victim. You don't feel helpless anymore. You don't feel like that you're at the mercy of a narcissist. When you start looking at how, okay, they abandoned the relationship. They didn't leave you, right? It feels that way, but they really didn't. They abandoned the relationship. So they dropped the bag or they dropped the ball. Okay. They did not fulfill their end of the bargain because when people come into relationships, they mutually agreed to have those relationships. Perhaps your narcissist, they broke the bond. Okay. They acted irresponsibly. They abandoned the relationship. Okay. So I want you to, I challenge you to start looking at it that way because this is not you lying to yourself. You're still, you're telling the truth about what happened. You're expressing what you have experienced. You're not holding it in, you know, deep down inside because narcissists, that's another thing that they prefer people to do. Why? Because it, it helps them to ditch their responsibilities of coming into the relationship and connecting with someone else. The narcissist often doesn't want to connect with anyone else. They want to control everyone else. They're about the control, not the connection. This is very often why narcissists seek control as the sweetest revenge. But a lot of us who have gone through narcissist relationships, we often come to realize that self-control is the sweetest revenge against any narcissist. Okay. So remember, okay. Narcissists, they often don't see this though. They often don't realize that evil is destined to fail. Why is that? Because narcissists often feel a strong sense of entitlement. <laughs> they often think that the way that they do things, the way that they pull shenanigans, the diabolical tactics, they often think that's going to help them to what? Win. Therefore, help them to be in control, to help them to dominate the relationship. So once again, should they threaten you with, if you don't, somebody else will, you might say, all right, sure. Okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> sure, it's better better somebody else than me. Okay, because I'm I'm loud, you know, I'm just tired of going through all of the shenanigans. Okay, the drama of a relationship. You may, I mean, you may be there already. Maybe you're not. But I know at one time I was. You know, I was like, listen, this this got to stop. Time out. Enough is enough. But anyway, remember that evil is destined to fail. People often gravitate towards what's familiar, right? Narcissist relationships tend to have elements of what? Signs of codependency, but elements, okay? Well, I guess that's another way of putting it. Narcissist relationships often have signs of subtle uh, codependency, okay? Or uh, subtle signs of codependency. That's what I meant to say, okay? So narcissists often don't look at the cost. They're busy salivating over the rewards or what they think they're going to get. They often try to foresee an outcome of something. Narcissists often will ask themselves, what can they afford, what they cannot afford? What can they not afford? Not to be in control, not to be dominating their relationships. Okay, what can they afford? Well, they can afford to pull certain shenanigans. They think they can afford to pull certain shenanigans in order to get what they want, to manipulate an outcome. But very often, a lot of us know this blows up in the narcissist's face. Sooner or later, it catches up with him or her. It backfires. Okay, so 
People often gravitate towards what's familiar. What's familiar? Narcissist relationships tends to have subtle signs of codependency. Okay. Ever wonder what a narcissist finds appealing about a toxic relationship? You ever wonder that? I have. I wonder what is so appealing about a toxic relationship to a narcissist? Okay. Well, I think this is a, this probably to you guys are going to be an interesting way of looking at it, but I've often again, wondered that. What is so freaking appealing to a narcissist when it comes down to toxic and volatile and dysfunctional relationships? Well, I can tell you one thing for certain that it is very, very familiar to him or her. That is why it's so appealing. We tend to gravitate towards what we're familiar with. Okay. Even if it's not good for us, it tends to be very toxic. The, the same goes for a narcissist. They're not that special people. They're not. So when it comes down to what's very appealing to a narcissist, when it comes down to the narcissist, <clears throat> pardon me, the narcissist relationship, very often it is because it is familiar to him, to him or her. <clears throat> pardon me. It's very familiar. Okay. So don't be surprised that they keep going back to the same type of relationships over and over. And they often get what they want. Sad but true. They often get exactly what they want out of these types of relationships. This is why they don't do healthy relationships. So when you start showing signs of outgrowing the relationship, very often they're very threatened by this. They are false self images from that of a victim to a saint to a martyr. Narcissists often will find your growth or anyone else's for that matter, a threat to their false self images. And that cannot fly in any healthy relationship. So in a toxic relationship, anything goes. There's a lack of personal boundaries. Personal boundaries are not respected, yet alone practiced. So narcissists often will look for toxic relationships. Sometimes it's unconscious that they would do this, but that's one of the things that they find very appealing about the relationship. You know, they can get away with almost anything. So I think one of the reasons why they find narcissist relationships so appealing, dysfunctional relationships so appealing, because it's familiar to them. Okay, they they they've been there, done that, but it's so familiar. It's like they it's like they see it, but they then they don't see it. It's just like it's just that familiar to them. That's something. It's like they breathe it, they eat it, they sleep with it all the time. So if if it's not there, they feel threatened. They feel it's like the equivalent of death. You know, it's like they they feel like they're going to die or something, perhaps. But anyway, I think you guys get the picture. Uh, narcissists, just like everybody else, they tend to gravitate towards what's familiar to them. So there's nothing wrong with choosing to make a critical analysis, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Critically think about it. Narcissists often don't want you to do. They, they don't want you to do that. They don't want you to think. They want you to just sit down, shut up, and take it, right? <laughs> they want you to just suffer in silence, Right? They want you to keep their dark, dirty secrets. And there are some other things that they may want. But unfortunately, narcissists, when it comes to dysfunctional relationships, they often get what they want. Not all the time, but, you know, often enough, whereas they may feel that their strong sense of entitlement is the right thing. Right. It feel they normalize that kind of crap. Whereas everybody else perhaps may look at that and they may feel some kind of way about it. So the next time the narcissist threatened that somebody else will, if you don't, okay, perhaps your response could be, well, okay, 
<laughs> and, you know, and that, that may make their head spin. Okay, they may do, do a double take and like, who are you, right? Because you're so accustomed, they're so accustomed to you, what? Being there as the primary source supplier, making sure that they get exactly what they want. Okay, after they have pulled shenanigans, perhaps you're co-signing their shenanigans. And I'm not, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, <laughs> perhaps you have been there so, so long and, you know, they're so accustomed to your doing A, B, and C for them, perhaps cooking, perhaps making sure that they have certain things, you know, a number of things, right? So the narcissist, they're accustomed to your being there. They're accustomed to your making sure that they get exactly what they want out of the relationship. And that is source supply. So whenever they seek other source suppliers out, First of all, please know that narcissists often will have a network of source supply. They will have a network, for instance, of third-party situations. Narcissists cannot just do one, okay? It is rare to meet a narcissist who has one third-party situation. They often have a network, okay? So it is okay. <laughs> it really is. It's okay to choose to make a critical analysis about the narcissist's behavior. You're not judging him or her. You're judging their behavior. You have every right to judge their character. They're, they're, I mean, it's right there out front. The narcissist is doing a lot of things in order to what? Make sure that they maintain control in the relationship, making sure that they get the source supply. So you're the one that's on the receiving end of that. You're experiencing that. You're part of the equation. You're in the relationship. So you do have the right to critically think. You do have the right to choose to make a critical analysis about their behavior. You're not judging them. You're judging the behavior. You have every right to judge their character, especially when it leaves you holding the bag, especially when it leaves you hurt, angry, without answers. And you're wondering what, you know, you're left confused. You have every right to make a critical analysis of a narcissist's behavior. Okay, so remember, evil is destined to fail. All right, so another thing to be cognizant of is regardless of your narcissist's preference for toxic relationships, this is absolutely having nothing to do with you. So narcissists, they have a preference for toxicity. What does that have to do with you? Nothing. Now, the narcissist may gaslight you into believing it's your fault that they behave a certain way and that they pull shenanigans. They may say something like, you made them do it. No, you didn't. Narcissists often will make decisions, right? And then they'll point fingers at other people when it doesn't turn out in their favor, right? Narcissists sometimes prove to be their own worst enemy, but then they'll point fingers at everybody else and try to falsely accuse them of being their enemy when perhaps they're not. But narcissists have a real talent, if not a gift, for making people their enemy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. <laughs> but uh, you do have the right to make a critical analysis of their behavior and their character. All right, tool number one. Okay, uh, remember that narcissistic personality tends to hold grudges while sometimes or oftentimes ironically creating a false narrative that if given the chance, you would treat them the same way that they have chosen to treat you. Mm, mm, mm. Isn't that something? <laughs> so they're poor shenanigans. Narcissists will often do things to hurt you, but they'll sit back, right? And they will tell themselves 
that if given the chance, you would do the same thing to them when that is more than likely not true. See, narcissists often are asleep at the wheel. They don't learn about who you are. They're not really paying attention, right? They may pay attention to certain things, but often that is so they can use it against you later. Narcissists often will create this false narrative out of fear that if given the chance, other people will do them the same way that they chose to do other people. I want you to really pay attention to that word chose. Narcissists make the choice whether they're going to treat somebody well or they're not going to treat them well. They're not stuck between a rock and a hard place. That's a myth. The narcissist will often gaslight you into believing that they had to treat you <laughs> the way that they did. They didn't have to. They made the choice to. Okay. And very often it's out of fear. And remember, they will often give themselves that false narrative as an excuse as to why they will not take full responsibility for how they treat you. Should you confront them? Should you, should that come up later? And they have a great opportunity to what? Make a uh, peace with you or to at least come into atonement with you. If it's not going to be a reconciliation, at least there is an atonement. In other words, they take full responsibility for how they show up in the relationship, for what they did in the relationship. This is not about you holding something against them. No, this is about you simply having a critical analysis. Okay, you're critically thinking about, okay, you know, you feel too, but you're not being stupid about it. You're you're thinking about it like, wait, wait a minute. No, you did treat me that way. You did do A, B, and C. You're just telling the truth. But narcissists often don't like this. They're very uncomfortable with that. They don't want to confront. Well, it's not really about confronting. They don't want to face. That's a better word. Okay. They don't want to face the consequences of the, the poor choices that they make. Okay. Or the choices that they have made about you. So the next time they threaten you with somebody else will, if you don't, okay, <laughs> that could be your response. Okay, go ahead. Because you're, you know, you may even go as far as to say that the narcissist has been doing that anyway, right? They've already been pulling shenanigans. They've already been getting other sources of supply from professional life to personal life, right? Because sometimes their job could be that other source of supply. The money that they have could be the other source of supply. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, they often have this fear. Narcissists often have this fear that other people will do them the same way if given the chance, you know, and some people probably would. Narcissists often are the ones who throw the first punch. They throw the first sucker punch, right? But then they're afraid that somebody's going to retaliate. They're afraid. That's a constant fear that narcissists have. Okay. Then that's something to think about. So you know, remember that, that sometimes this is why they won't, you won't even hear from them again. You won't see them again, right? After they have pulled something and after they have moved on to new sources of supply, because if they see signs that you realize or you pulled their card, don't expect the Hoover. Okay. They may very often narcissists will attempt a Hoover if they think they can get more supply out of you. Okay. So just <laughs> remember that. All right. Consider starting a healthy tool. Number two, consider starting a healthier lifestyle by perhaps keeping a healthy meal vlog. This is something what I, I do this, you know, sometimes I have notebooks, right? I have notebooks of writing down my meals and then I pay attention to how I feel 
after I write it down. Now, I know some of us, we do this when we go to the doctor because the doctor, you know, order us to do that. Look, start pricking your finger for, for blood and, you know, taking account of your blood sugar. But sometimes you can do this yourself. Go ahead and write down what you're eating and how you feel after you eat it. It can it can do something. You know, it can have us feeling a certain way. So when it comes down to consuming people, places, and things, yes, you heard me correctly. When we start to when we start to consume people, places, and things, it can alter our mood. It can alter how we do things. It can alter how we feel. Right. So this same thing goes with the narcissist relationship. Just think about it. You're constantly consuming the narcissist relationship. Yeah, I don't know if anyone has ever pointed this out to you, but yeah, you, you consume the narcissist relationship and then it ultimately has you feeling a certain way, perhaps even thinking a certain way, right? So when it comes down to choosing to record what you're eating and how you feel afterwards, and not only that, what you tend to like to eat and how you feel afterwards is very powerful. Because then it helps you to realize how you tend to do things. Some people might say, well, how is that relating one to another? It does. The way we do things, for instance, the way we spend time is usually how we spend money. It's, it's a correlation. So when it comes down to what we consume, the same applies. When we consume a person, place, or thing, then it tends to influence our responses right? How do we tend to do things? How do we tend to do relationships? Well, look at what you're consuming. How do you feel? How does that alter your mood? You may not feel like doing something, right? Because perhaps you ate something that has you feeling upset. Sometimes when we're dealing with a narcissist, we may reach for uh, something that's not very healthy for us and we may consume it, right? So the same applies here. Sometimes when we are in a particular mood, it may influence what we might do or how we may do something. Hope that makes sense. I know that was long and drawn out, but when we start consuming things in a narcissist relationship, consuming the narcissist, you know, consuming the elements of a narcissist relationship, it tends to leave a person feeling sorrow or sad or depressed. Okay, and not only that, it may compromise their overall well-being, their overall health. So consider incorporating a healthier lifestyle. And you can do one of the ways you can do that is to start recording, you know, what you're eating. You can start a healthy meal vlog. I challenge you to start that today because what we do consume does influence how we think, feel, behave. A lot of people are finding this out, by the way. So uh, yeah, consider incorporating a healthier lifestyle. Tool number three, seek opportunities to become Hoover resistant. Once you realize that you're in a narcissist relationship, okay, there's nothing wrong with you starting to consider how to not end up in that situation again. Who wants to reinvest in a narcissist relationship? Nobody I know. Okay, but once the narcissist starts to venture out into getting new sources of supply, that is a very good opportunity to start becoming Hoover resistant. Okay, so once again, 
when you start to recognize certain things, right, in a narcissist relationship and you don't feel so good, that is a very good time to start thinking about what you need to do in order to thrive forward. What is it going to take for you to put a smile back on your face? Because the narcissist right now, the things that they're doing, the things that they're saying, perhaps you're not feeling very good about it. Perhaps you're struggling with depression and perhaps you are not seeing the silver lining in that cloud very easily. I'm not saying it's going to be easy anyway, but narcissist relationships tend to leave people feeling some kind of way. Okay. So, uh, tool number three, again, seek opportunities to become Hoover resistance. As soon as you discover that you are in a narcissist relationship that reveals that there's no resolution after perhaps you have tried several times to come to peace with the narcissist. Okay. No such luck. Remember narcissists often are unlucky. Okay. And it may, it may not seem like it, but very often they come with that element. They come with that uh, sense of being unlucky. Not, uh, not all of them, but some of them do. Okay. So the next time you start to realize that you're in a narcissist relationship or should you realize that? Yeah. Start looking for ways to become Hoover resistant translation. Start looking for ways that you're not going to end up back in that situation or yet alone another situation with a narcissist, whether that's professionally or personally. Okay. So uh, once you accept that you are outgrowing the narcissist relationships, you are not obligated to wait for anyone else. Okay. To have a change of heart or mind about you. Okay. So <laughs> especially if you have given them fair warning that you are outgrowing the relationship, they can't come back later and try to gaslight you or hoover you back into a situation. Nobody wants to reinvest in a narcissist relationship once they have identified that they're in one because it feels so bad. All of the, I mean, the roller coaster ride, the emotional <laughs> roller coaster ride, the emotional stress, the spiritual stress, okay, the psychological weight of it all. Who, I mean, who wants that, right? So once you realize that you are in the relationship, seek ways to become Hoover resistant verified. There are several ways that you can verify that you are Hoover resistant. Number one, you have accepted that you are outgrowing the relationship. Number two, you're no longer interested in the narcissist helping you to gain closure. You can do that for yourself. And number three, you're not interested in reinvesting in a narcissist relationship. It doesn't appeal to you anymore. So the next time the narcissist threatens you with, if you don't, somebody else will just smile and say, it's cool. <laughs> That's all right. I got this. You go on and do that. I'm not know what that last part. You might not want to do that. <laughs> you might not want to push them to do that. Okay. But the bottom line is this, if they should threaten you with that, you're going to be more at ease about it. You're not going to feel overwhelmed. Perhaps you won't even feel triggered out of fear to try and do something or manipulate the situation. Okay. So <laughs> I certainly hope these tools are like food for your soul. And it's, you know, it's very soothing to you because a lot of people are stressed about the narcissist relationship. When you think about everything that goes on, what, who wouldn't be? But the bottom line is this, when the narcissist starts to threaten that they're going to leave the relationship, 
just remember, they are choosing to abandon the relationship that has nothing to do with you. Try not to internalize that. Try not to take that on. You know, you're carrying the relationship perhaps. Isn't it about time that you stop carrying the relationship? The narcissist relationship is not designed to bring peace of mind, yet alone to make anybody feel accepted or loved. All right, so I want you guys to remember that, okay? <laughs> all right, so this is all that I have for you guys today. Um, I want you to go ahead and check that description box below for all of the details to the episode today. And until next time, take care of yourself. Mwah.